Hello, and welcome to the School of Charizard, your number one place for all Charizard information. Please keep your questions until the end. So let's get started. Charizard has over 39 different cards since the beginning of the TCG, and only one actually able to be good enough in a competitive deck from Team Up. Also, Charizard is the most expensive card for collectors. A first edition PSA 10 Charizard can get you a whopping $50,000. That is pretty intense. <laughs> and unlike that little vile plume, where his most expensive card will probably cost you $35. Any questions? Why is Charizard a dragon? No, I don't know why he's not a fucking dragon. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. I don't understand. This glass is over. It's a ring. I don't know. He's a dragon. He's not a dragon. I don't understand why he's not a dragon. To another exciting episode of Pokey Dads, a beginner TCG podcast about, um, you guessed it, Pokemon, sponsored by Top Cut Central. Our number one place to trade our bulk in is TopCutCentral.bulk for boxes. 2,500 cards will get you one box. And with me today is. Pokey Dad Aaron. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And kind of in relaxing after a, a really stressful weekend. Nice, nice. I forgot to say I'm Pokedad Rick, but it's all good. It's all good. Well, <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> so that's good. Well, we have no Pokedad Scott today. The mother effer has like four drafts for the NFL this week, and one of them happened to be tonight as we were recording. So it's Pokedad Aaron and I, and a special guest. Guy from Top Cut Central himself, the legend, Dan Garvin. How are you, Dan? Hello, Rick. Hello, Aaron. I am doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here and talk Pokemon TCG. Glad to have you awesome. on. No, we're, so we're going to talk about Pokemon, right? We're not talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. We're good? Is well, that not, Yu-Gi-Oh not yet, right? Maybe. Right, right. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh will come in. That is a tradition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to uh, have that kind of conversation when Pokedex Scott's not here, let alone when he is here. <laughs> and then, uh, Aaron, just get the vile plume out of the way. Just say it. I had my kid give me my old Japanese Erica's vile plume, so I have it sitting right there, still nice. in good condition too, which is awesome. Oh, good for you! <laughs> you can't go wrong. He didn't ruin it. <laughs> so we have a pretty pretty exciting episode for you guys we have dan where he'll go over a little bit about top cut central and maybe a little bit of his past with um dead draw gaming you might remember that when we had danny on back in april i think it might be march it's been a while i know the pandemic just happened and we were like what do we do with our podcast without people playing the game and we just had guest after guest after guest 
But I should just be like Danny Astrick, so he knows that I said his name right. <laughs> you, you almost said it right. <laughs> huh? I thought it is Astrick. It's Astrick? A- I thought it's Astrick. Astrike. 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 Yeah. Astrike. Astrike. Come on, man. One day. Oh, there's, One day. there's another. There's another fail. Fail motion there. Oh, he's, he's we got used some... to it. Trust me. <laughs> Oh no no the uh, the beginning of the podcast you could hear when I accidentally I I was prepping for it for a week I was like okay man how you say it I got it this is gonna be good and I still <laughs> said uh 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 to begin and you could just hear him moan in the background <laughs> he goes uh that was like, <laughs> that was a weird episode I started with the whole like the tiger thing like what's up cool cats and kittens and i threw everyone off my groove my it just went it went just hit the wall and then daddy was just like um did you did you mess up on purpose and then i could i was like no dude (laughs) and me and scott knew it too and we're on camera so we're looking at just like oh (laughs) oh it was too funny but so we got we'll definitely got news for you guys between some Awesome stuff about Vivid Voltage, some Pokemon tins, the Eternus box, Players Cup finished, so we have a winner. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I'll just I'll spoil it. Picaram didn't win. You know, this is a dead. We don't know yet, but we, yes. we got that going on. And uh, card of the week, we'll be talking about Bronzong from Team Up, which was one of the big cards in the Players Cup where. Fire Pokemon can't attack it. And if you have Synthescorch VMAX, what do you what do you do in that situation? And then we'll finish it off with some heated debate between is ADP 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 is good for the meta or is this card should be banned? And also is boss's order good for the meta? So we'll just jump right in there. Dan, give us a little bit of your insight. How'd you get into Pokemon in the first place and where you are today? Whoa, we're going way back. All right, so... Um, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I feel, too. Uh, no, like when I say way <laughs> back, I mean like 1996. All right, so my, my dad served in the United States Air Force for 26 years. Um, in 1996, we happened to be stationed in Japan, a small mm. Air Force base in the northern part of Japan, uh, Masawa Air Force Base. Um, so I actually, I lived in Japan when Pokemon first released there. Um, and my mom actually got super into it and that kind of, that led me to me enjoying it too. Right. So I was only like, I was only three years old, so I I don't remember it a whole ton. Um, I don't remember anything about Japan, but when we got back to the States, um, I, I remember being in kindergarten first grade and everyone's like, Oh, look at all my Pokemon cards. And I'm like, mine are cooler because they're Japanese. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and so, but I, re- I remember, like, uh, like, I, like, I don't remember living in Japan, but, um, like, literally since Pokemon came out, I've been involved in it in some f- fashion, right? Um, fast forward 20-ish years, um, 2013, um, I got back into the TCG. I had always played the video games growing up and I like I had cards here and there, but in twenty thirteen, 
uh, one of my buddies came up to me and he was like, hey man, I just got all these Pokemon cards. And I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. And then I don't have any money anymore. And you can probably guess why. Um, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. So, yeah, yep. That's, that's it. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, 2013, mid-2013, I got back into actually playing the TCG. And it was really my first time of actually playing for real. Um, about a year later, a buddy of mine, his name is Tanner Menzel, some people in the community that played in 2013 to 15 maybe recognize the name. Um, but he was like, hey, why don't you come to Minnesota with me? Um, we're going to play in the Minnesota State Tournament. And I'm like, that sounds like fun. That was my first Pokemon tournament ever. It was 2014 Minnesota States. Um, Outside of leagues or, like, your first ever full-blown? Yeah. It's like I, so oh, I, I, had, I had not even played in so much as a league challenge, right? That so, is, let's talk about jumping in with both feet right there, <laughs> yeah, but so um, I, I had known the meta a little bit out of playing with him and a few others in my area, which was Grand Forks, North Dakota at the time. Um, and then it, I mean, it literally just evolved from there, pun intended. Um, in twenty in twenty fifteen, about about a year later. I'm super into it now, right? Like, I'm buying every card that I'll ever need. I'm playing in tournaments across the country. Um, I come to Madison, Wisconsin for the 2015 Madison Regionals, and that's where I meet Danny. And uh, over the next year, Danny and I build a relationship with each other, and that led into us starting our own business. Um, we were part business partners together for almost four years. Um, unfortunately, that came to an end in February of this year, we announced on March 1st that Dead Draw Gaming would be closing their doors. And then back in May of this year, I started working with Top Cut Central. Um, I am nice. their online sales. I am the online sales and community manager for Top Cut Central. So I have been all over the Pokemon community and in all sorts of different fashions from literally being in Japan when the game came out all the way to owning my own business and selling the cards. And now, um, working my butt off for someone else and loving it every single day. So awesome! That's a, no, that's great. And especially if you're working for someone and you're loving it, mm-hmm. that's that's always icing on the cake. Yep. Where you're like, hey, at least I know I get a paycheck every week, right. and I love what I do. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Uh, you know, it's really nice, especially working for Jimmy and Stefan. Um, a lot of people know Jimmy. Uh, he runs. Uh, top cut events so he runs a lot of the regionals every year and jimmy's been playing i mean literally since 2002 almost since the game came out um so uh, working for him he's just such a great person and a brilliant business mind so like being like being with him and learning from him is awesome so do you take that like where you are now and then maybe from your past experience with dead draw gaming do do you see yourself doing that adventure again or do you like do you like working for these people and you see yourself as like this is where i want to be this is where i want to grow so at the moment i have had no thoughts of branching out on my own again um i know how difficult that is and i know how much really needs to be behind it to make it successful and Mm -hmm. and while i had the drive to do it before um if i'm being honest i don't know that i have that drive again to, to be on my own, right? I have the drive, just a different one now. Oh, for sure, so yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy with 
being with Top Cut and and helping them grow, you know, because A, I'm enjoying it, B, I'm still doing something I'm lo- loving, and C, I'm doing it for people I like, right? If I didn't like Jimmy, then this would be a totally different conversation, but, <laughs> you know, like I said, Jimmy and Stefan are fantastic people. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay, good, good. Should we stop recording now? And then he starts talking about his true feelings. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, it's oh, it's great. great. I, 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 I would, I wouldn't say never, right? Because yeah, you you want to always keep a door yeah, open. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Who knows, who knows what's possible? But mm-hmm. at the moment, no, I'm more than happy helping Top Cut grow. That's what they hired me to do, and that's what I plan on doing. Awesome. Yeah, and us, us too. Us too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. So, even to now, like, say before the pandemic, did you also, do you still play? Like, do you have that competitive drive, or are you more like, I keep up with the meta, I try to pay attention to prices of cards, I make sure those are fair, what we get for like what we're getting, we know we're getting back at the full potential of um, revenue. So I I have to keep up with the meta, right? And and that it's. <laughs> I know, man. Subscribes, all good. I got them. Um, yeah, we're telling them to stay asleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I uh, I have to keep up with the meta simply because, at least for cards that are standard playable, the competitive players drive the market for the cards. Now, that's not true for every single card, but 95% of the cards that get printed in a set, if not more, are prices are driven by competitive players. Now, as soon as that card hits rotation, then it's, it's simply collectors. Like, sure, there are some cards that stay relevant money-wise because of expanded, but the collector's market drives the prices for most of those things. So... Like a tropical beach. Well, <laughs> yes and no. That one, it, this, tropical beach is such a crazy story for any card. Um, yeah, but uh, that's that's an entirely different conversation. Um, so I, I do keep up with the meta. I don't so much play Pokemon anymore. Um, I haven't played Pokemon trading card game online since way back in my streaming on Twitch days. And I haven't, like, I, I still play Pokemon, but it's mostly retro formats. I have a lot of retro built. Um, and then, obviously, Jimmy had his huge collection that he's in the middle of selling right now as singles on TopCutEvents.com. Um, but uh, I was judging for the last two or so years. I've been judging local events um, that are run here in Madison and then a few at the store in Loves Park as well. So, so my role kind of, or not, I wouldn't say my role changed, but um, I transitioned from being a competitive player to judging because there, there got to a point where, and I think it did come around my streaming time where I got burnt out from playing. And uh, which is uh, it's, it's not because normal. it's not because the game wasn't fun, right? It's it's because I just I felt like I was doing it too much, and I still wanted to enjoy the game. I still wanted to be a part of the community, and while I was being that because of Dead Draw Gaming. Um, I, I still wanted to be able to go to events and do something, so I mm-hmm. taught myself how to become a judge. I learned, I learned the rules, passed the test, and so I was, I was doing that. I was, I judged, I don't know, every league cup and league challenge that we had at Misty Mountain, 
for a little over a year, and then I judged a few other tournaments um, at, at a few different stores in southern Wisconsin, um, and then, like I said, a few at Top Cut. So uh, that also made me be like meta relevant because I needed to know the top rulings of interactions on cards and how they work together. So judging is especially locally is not very hard. It's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> but you you still got to have someone there that knows what they're doing, right? Because unfortunately there are players who make mistakes whether it be on purpose or on accident. Uh, and someone's got to be there to fix those. So, yep. So always always uh, a headache when you hear judge every 3 seconds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's I would say I, I interject into matches more often than I get called, right? Because I'll notice, oh, okay. I'll see something, like, and especially with the juniors and seniors, because a lot of them, they just, the attention span's not always there, right? So you walk up to them in the middle of the game, and you're like, hey, bud, where's your prize cards? What? <laughs> and, uh, or, I uh, I really got them all. I, th- I, won. I won. It's over. <laughs> or like, or like some of the like some of the juniors, right? It's, it's often they just they sometimes just don't know the rules fully. They're just there to enjoy themselves. They don't care if they win or not. They're like, oh, I'll attach these three energy. I'm like, how did you do that? They're in my hand. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's just fun it's just funny stuff like that that's that's more common I think than someone actually yelling judge um and asking me like, Hey, how does this work? And, and normally it's it's mostly questions than it is like, Hey, my opponent messed up right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. You gotta give it up though for Pokemon having uh junior, senior and masters. I I remember back in the heyday when we when Yu Gi Oh dropped and we'd be at tournaments, and we would just go up against oh. a kid mm-hmm. whose deck would be like a hundred cards, <laughs> and then he just draws, and he's like, "I'm going to play Blue Eyes." I'm like, "You, you can't. can't." He's like, "Why? Why not?" <laughs> like, yeah. No. So yeah, so, the, the age divisions I think are great. Um, yeah. I think that uh, yeah, the age division is a, was a great implementation. I know they they did that fairly early on in the, the lifespan of Pokemon TCG, but <laughs> yeah. A great thing. The the ones a few of many joys. Yeah. So one last question uh, before we get into the rest of this episode. When we talked to Danny and the whole pandemic just started, Mm -hmm. one of our topics we were talking about is the drive. Because you say competitive players is a drive of the market. Mm -hmm. But since there's no real-life tournaments, Mm -hmm. how... How are these prices staying consistent or dropping or rising to you, the way you look at it? Because, like, right, a full art Crobat right now can cost you $25. Yet, why are people paying for this even though we're not, we're not playing physical with yeah. anything? You know, Rick, exactly what you said is a question I find myself asking myself very often. Like, why, why in the world... Are people buying cards when there hasn't been events in six months, and we might not see events for that? Like it could be another six before we another see six months. Again, I right? mean, yeah. But it's also the same. We have we may not have it, but there's that thought of we could have it, and I want to buy it now just in case. Versus having to buy it for double the price when everybody's trying to buy it because they need that card for the tournament. So I get that too, but I honestly I'm not so sure that if events were to come back, that prices would skyrocket. 
I, I don't know that that is something that, that that would happen, right? So the the market specifically for older cards has mm-hmm. gone up, like exponentially up. Um, oh, yeah. Like cards yeah. that were dollars before are now close to 10. I think one of the best examples of that is Pokemon Collector. It was printed in Heart Gold, Soul Silver. It had like seven different printings between theme decks and starter decks and uh, uh, a league promo. And now it's you find like moderately played ones for like eight bucks. Nothing's changed except we went into quarantine, right? So, but you look at the standard format and uh, it's it's the same. Like pre-release pre-release prices for full art Crobats were almost sixty dollars some places, and like they're already down to twenty five. But it's because everyone bought theirs, right? So oh, hundred hundred percent. Also, people listening, Pokedad Nation. Don't ever buy anything during the the pre-release of anything. Just wait. the The prices for that is ridiculous. They always drop. They drop hard. Be patient. Even though the Crobat V full art is pretty, it I is fucking it pretty. I need it. Now. I need it now. I need. I need this now. <laughs> I think Sword and, um, Sword and Shield Block in general has actually done a really really good job with. Um, excuse me. Uh, like just the way the cards look, the art has been like for full arts specifically. I bought myself a Butterfree cards garbage, but it looks like great. It, it just looks so good. Um, so I, I needed one. Um, no, but, it is. It's definitely pretty. Yeah. Yeah, and no, going back to the pre-release thing, like Top Cut, we don't even take pre-orders for singles. It's just, it's. I don't want to have like. Like I, I understand, like the businesses wanting to be like, oh, well, we just sold a thirty dollar card for sixty bucks because it was pre-release. That's great, um, but a the possibility of losing customers because you maybe don't get everything that you have pre-sold, right? Um, or b like someone like you come to the stance where like they just stop trusting you. So it just plus you're doing twice the work because you got to price everything twice when the set drops after pre-releases, and it just That makes like, that makes sense. Yeah, like I get it, but there's there's a lot of times where we're just like, eh, why bother? Like we would like to be able to take pre-orders, right? Because a lot of people just they they don't care necessarily, and they would just rather know that they're getting the cards, right? So yeah. like, there's there's times where it's like, oh, I wish we offered this, or maybe we should take the time to do it. But there, there's other times where it's just like, Ugh, whatever. Everyone's gonna get their cards regardless, right? So. If I wanted, I go get it. We're we're all adults, unless I was that, you know, little kid when I started Pokemon. I'd be like, I felt like I bought a lot of packs growing up, but clearly not as much as I've bought. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna go spend all this, and I'd be like, I think I just opened my childhood memories of all the packs I opened in mm-hmm. like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang parents singing no, <laughs> all the time. No, no. But I want to I want to touch base on what you were saying about older cards and the prices increasing on those, due to the fact that for some reason the collection market for the older stuff mm-hmm. is skyrocketing. I we we talked about it a little bit in uh, a different episode of our podcast. Eventually, that there's got to be a bubble, like any stock. Like we're gonna we're gonna hit something. And it's gonna crash. Mm-hmm. I don't know how bad it's gonna be, but also I think what propels into that situation right now too is the fact that like you said is 
retro decks. Um, I feel like the popularity of retro decks in the TCG world right now has also skyrocketed during the pandemic. And I find that very fascinating. So, um, yeah, and, and as weird as it sounds, like, even though real-life tournaments have not necessarily reflected what I'm about to say, it's true. There are more Pokemon players starting the game regularly than there are Pokemon players quitting the game, right? So the number of players continues to go up, and maybe the, the events don't necessarily show that, but sales of all cards do show that. Um, so, so you look at that tangible data, and part of the, part of the reason, at least with the standard format and people who have been playing for a while, when there's no events, they're looking for a way to still enjoy Pokemon without it feeling stale. So you're like, well, what about the history of the game? How did people used to play uh, Pokemon in 2010 or 2005? Mm. And while the game fundamentally has not changed, the power creep has made, I think, Pokemon less fun. And people people want they want that high. They want to go back and get that high of when the game was fun to them, right? And so a lot of a lot of players who have been playing for a long time are dragging their friends into retro Pokemon. Me, that's how I got into it. <laughs> um, yeah. And so the market for that is just going up and up. And you're right, there there is a bubble, and I think we're close to it because right now retro cards, specifically playable staples, are at the are at they're the highest they've ever been. And I don't really think they're going to go up. I think that if they go up a little bit, as soon as Christmas is over, they will go back down. And like, I, I think, I think like, sometime in November to January, we're gonna pop the bubble at least on the retro market. Now, I could be wrong. Do not, do not take this as oh no, yeah, sell, all, sell, sell all your stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Do not, do not take this as advice. It is just my opinion on what I think is going to happen. If you sell all of your stuff, do not come to me and say, but Dan said, no. <laughs> this is, this no, is not it, financial advice. No, just take it as uh, just three grown men talking about life or going through life experience. It's going to happen. It's just we don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Yeah, that's just, that's just my prediction on it. So, Yeah. yeah. But that's cool. That's cool. I... Some good history. I, I deeply appreciate that. And um, let's get into some uh, product news where Dan is officially the master of all product because he's the person I go to when I need okay. stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to be hey, man, what's going on with this? So some vivid, uh, vivid voltage news. Pokemon finally released that we're getting the amazing rears from Legendary Heartbeat. So those beautiful... Rainbow rare looking cards. We're getting all. I believe there's six of them. Six, if I remember correctly. I one. Remember. Do you? It's all right. It's, a, it's around a, there. There's at least it's, six. There's this like Celebi, Rayquaza. I think there's Latios, Latios, right? And there's at least six. Hazash <laughs> uh, and Zamazenta. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Not the Latios. Latios. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raikou, Riku, Raku. Legendary I, dog. That's a cat. Riku. <laughs> I say Raikou, but I I could be wrong. I don't know. I heard Ross say it from PTCG Radio. Said it really weird. And I was like, <laughs> or was I'm just gonna say correct way. Well, I don't. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, so those and oh, and a Jirachi. So you're gonna mm-hmm. get another the Jirachi. There were there were like some fun lists going on in Japan because Japan's lucky enough to still have tournament play. And uh, before rotation, they had a very good Raikou deck that was insane because you know how all all these cards have like weird energies. Like you yeah. have to run like three different energies for it. So that's pretty interesting. But um, I could just go to Dan. Some fun product that I'm hearing also from Vivid Voltage is we're getting a second version of an Elite Trainer box, right, for like sixty bucks. What uh, what what do we expect from that? What's in it? Is it like double the packs, sixteen, fifteen? I don't exactly remember what that was. Gosh, so it is called the Elite Trainer Box Plus, I believe. Mm, and I'm definitely not googling it right now because I don't remember what's in it. <laughs> it's, <cool>. it's totally <laughs> cool. <laughs> you called me the master. I didn't say it. Hey, and you can google um, you're the master. That's how it works. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So the Elite Trainer Box Plus. I was correct on the name. It's coming with 12 packs instead of the usual eight. At least one promo card. So. And then it will come with all the other 12? stuff, too. Dyson sleeves, and that's... So it'll be 12 But yeah, I think the retail for those is $60 versus the retail of uh, 39 or whatever. Yeah, so. which I find that kind of ridiculous. So you get a promo, which understandable, because like, you look at Hidden Fates or the next Champion's Path, it's $50 for 10 packs yep. and a promo. And so we're like, you know what, we're going to... We're just going to give you two more packs, and we're going to add on $10 more. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, $10 more in the, in the promo. So what I think, what I think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the promos are the Amazing Rares, which is unfortunate, but I kind of see that mm. happening, right? The other sad thing about Amazing Rares is, uh, in English, I just, I know they're going to get the ugly yellow border. Like, they're oh, such sure. good-looking cards, and they're going to get the ugly yellow border, and I'm so sad. Um, I just I want to go back to '98 when they're like, all right, we're gonna take these Japanese cards, and we're gonna throw them out there. Wizard of the Coast is like, you know, we're gonna make these cards really cool. Let's put a yellow border on them, yeah. and then now it's stuck. It's just stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're bad. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't go can't go wrong with any other color. But yeah, silver, the, the gray silver that Japan has is like 80 billion times better. So oh, sure. I would wish. That would be so, so pretty good. Like your uh, your Japanese Vileplume, what's the border on that? Well, those are yellow too, it, right? It's the they're yellow, the yellow yeah. Oh, they're still yellow? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's more look like a, like a dirty gold. Like, that's yeah, not bright yellow. Gold. It is not bright yellow, yeah. that is correct. Yeah, I yeah see, so... I was just going to say, I think they switched their printing Dijon. when Nintendo took over printing for English okay. for other languages. So I think they, like, the EX era is when they went to the Grey Border. I, I definitely know that the Grey Borders are in Diamond and Pearl cards. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's EX era cards for Japan, too, but I could, I could be wrong. Understandable. So even though we're recording on September 1st, we're dropping this on Friday, on September 4th. That means new Pokemon product. Yes. We're getting the three tints with Pikachu, Eevee, and Eternatus. 
So all you people that haven't been able to pull your Eternus V card, you could grab that 10 for the normal V, and then you can spend even more money and get the Eternus V box, where you get the full art Eternus V and a alternative art of Eternus V Max. That's cool. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe it's thirty dollars. I think it's thirty. So I think I think the uh, yeah the the box is thirty or thirty five, and the tins are retailing at twenty four ninety nine. But at Top Cut, you could get them for twenty one ninety nine. What what? Twenty ninety nine. Oh, it's twenty nine. I thought it was twenty one ninety nine. New glasses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> save another. Oh. Round. Yeah, those Sorry, the, um, the tens come with five packs, and I think the box comes with six in the two promos. So there you go. You can't go. You definitely can't go wrong with that. And nope. Like a, a jumbo, also I believe in the box. So oh, f those. Ooh, like the jumbo cards, especially now that they're a little bit smaller. So you're you spend all this time. You know the ones that are collecting the big cards, and then now they're like, oh, here's one that's a little bit smaller than what My it used to be. be so like, mad. Did they change the size on these? Yeah, they changed the size when it went to Sword and Shield. Wow, that is news to me. I <laughs> did not know that. Wow, that's yeah. really unfortunate. <laughs> oh, man. Here we are. Sword and Shield's been out for, uh, <laughs> what, nine months? I haven't <laughs> opened, yeah. have opened any promo boxes, apparently. I mean, I've, I've seen them, but I guess I haven't yeah. opened any. That's funny. Yeah. Um, my my bad. The Eternus V Max Premium Collection is thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's where they have it at. So. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you guys didn't go spend all those money bunnies. It's like oh, I need Eternus. I gotta build the best deck in the meta, which uh, the Players no Cup had. That. Yeah, which the Players Cup had like six people run it out of the sixteen people. So that's not that's not bad. That's not, no, it's all right. I I see four. Was it four? At least top third. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I can't count. It. Oh, because you have the top. It's the, yeah, they don't have top. all sixteen people. It's like yeah. the top thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, there might be three. Which at the bottom? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. <laughs> um, but it, also with being September. September 25th is when Champion Pass drops, so we're a lovely, at this point, it would be exactly three weeks away. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Um, pins galore. I'm really excited for all those gym, gym badges, especially Turfield. People know that for the Vileplume guy up there. I would. How are you? Mm-hmm. You got to wear it every battle. You got to like, show it in a vest. You're going to be like, guess you can't win. I'm going to play. Yeah, you're welcome for your win. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're going to be okay. I feel like a plant will eventually be good. Um, yeah, I I think we'll get to more on the tournament stuff. I'll have some opinions on that and stuff like that. A little, yeah, at least at the moment. Well, one thing though, also we're getting in vivid voltage is we're going to get the new legendary Pokemon uh, from the movie. The what's his name? Zerude. Oh, oh, nice. Which he had the ability to heal and move energy or put down energy is one of those things. We talked about it when it was, <laughs> it's a good it's a good card. I don't know if it helps Rillaboom exactly, but you will get your B drill. Nice. The the B drill where if it's your last card, 
you could play him down mm-hmm. on your bench and draw. Was it three cards? Yeah, I believe that's so. That's a yeah, that's a it's a pretty good card. But I guess we'll start talking about the Players Cup for sure. So, sixteen participants, much of the same. There was a lot of ADP play. Well, shocker. Um, Eternus had, I believe, it was roughly we see four. I think it was six people that that rocked that. And then there was a couple people that ran Sinoscorch and then two Zashins and Lucario Metal decks. So those were um, kind of interesting to the fact that they've been around in the format for a while, but not seen a lot of like victories or wins in each tournament due to the fact that ADP played pretty well. And then ADP took a break when Rebel Clash dropped. And then now with the additions of Turbo Patch and Zamazenta actually being playable in the meta now, due to the right. fact that we're getting all these new VMAX cards, which if you remember our statement a few months ago, you better be holding on to your Zamazentas because those full arts are going to be cost a pretty penny soon. So... <laughs> But we got two two decks that kind of threw me off. We got the Italian V, which me and Aaron, I thought we talked about it last week when we were saying, is this the time for water decks to see some love since Picaram might fall out of meta? And we talked about everything but the Italian V card. <laughs> and now I feel, feel silly. Uh, took four. And we saw one plant. One plant, buddy. We did. Who, were you excited for the I one was, plant? I was excited because I, I thought it would be an interesting deck. We talked about um, Decidueye. It was one of my, I believe it was one of my cards when we were doing the, the, the review of Darkness of Blaze. Um, yeah. And uh, the one thing I knew that I didn't want to see it go against was a Sentence Scorch. Because like, I wanted to see where it goes. Because if it didn't run into a Sentence Scorch, I had a pretty decent chance. At least it felt like to, to do something. But a Sentence Scorch, I felt like it was kind of screwed. Um, which Just a little bit. Which, in the case of, I actually got, I caught the first day, and I saw it, and I was watching, I was like, man, because that's exactly what it went against. <laughs> um, it did it did fairly well, but the Sense Scorch deck just, just outpaced it, um, just due to its weakness, so. Well, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't let his Rollet evolve, like, he would see, a, put a Rollet on the bench, and he mm-hmm. would just boss his order it up front, and then destroy it, because he didn't really have a second attacker in that deck. And that's not that was kind of the problem. Yeah, yeah, he had an obstagoon for. Um... Did it? Did it go? Did he have the evolve line though, or yes, he, he just had the... He had, he had the? Oh, he line. did. Yes, yeah, so he was oh, playing okay. obstagoon Sidui to kind of counteract it. Just and he used it in uh, one of the matches. He had them both out, and it was just he could take one, but then he blew. He lost one. He could take one, then he lose it, then he get another one, and it was just, it was just a slow loss. Um, yeah, no, I see, I see it. I'm looking at his list right now. After that, um, but I think it has some chance to play. But I still think there's some heavy refining needs to be done um, for that deck. Yeah, that's the benefit of the meta switching, the rotation. This was the first weekend people were able to test on some decks, mm-hmm. and honestly, there wasn't really anything super surprising. You saw people playing Eternus because it's been hyped for the past, what, three months that this is going to be the number one deck coming out of Darkness Ablaze. And then you're still seeing all this love with ADP and Zashin. So I and, I watched the um, a lot of the Eternus ones, and I was actually, 
Maybe it's because they're still being figured out, but I felt like if you didn't get that like exact hand you needed to start, they were so slow to build up. There were a couple matches where it was like five turns before you saw anything even happen. Um, Do you know how you fix that? I wasn't as impressed with the Tarinas as I thought I was going to be. Do you know on. how you fix that? Mully. I don't understand why no one no one played Turbo Patch. Just play Turbo Patch and it turn this. Like, just do it. It's it's At least there's an option, and if it doesn't work, and if you miss your attach per turn, I just feel like it's there. Play it. No one, no one played it. So <laughs> hear, hear me out. Pokedadbrick says, if you're going to play that dumb deck that everyone else is going to play, play Turbo Patch. It'll not give deck. you a step faster. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I'm looking at Austin Lanham, who played Eternatus V, had three Turbo Patches. Really? Yes, I thought did. no one played seven points. Oh, good for him. You <laughs> did what Rick was asking about without him even knowing it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, I forgot but, where I was going to go with that too. What yeah, were you saying? I was just saying uh, that I think it's just very. Sl- it was very slow. It wasn't as deadly of a of like a force as I expected it to be in in many of the cases. Um, I know. I think there might be some at least slight refining on your item cards or your trainer cards to fix those issues you run into at the start of a game where you just don't get that hand you need. So, Well, again, it's, it's the early stages. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a first time that I can remember being so invested in the format because we, we started a year ago. Like We started a couple months after the rotation. And Dan, uh, help me out with this. I'm assuming is People come in thinking this deck will work this way, but it's going to take time and other people to just tinker with it between now and the next set that will just see a totally different Eternatus VMAX deck or set to Scorch deck just because people are like, how do I make this work that wasn't working before? I think set to Scorch is going to die, but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, I, I think there's a recurring theme and it, it's not just yearly as rotation happens. Um, but it's quarterly every time a set drops. Um, I think that it's it, something gets hyped, and it's either overhyped and becomes not good, and it just wasn't good in the first place, or something is hyped so much and everyone thinks they found the best list, and it turns out, well, it just wasn't tested enough. Now, the Players' Cup, I think, while it is a, a pseudo-big tournament, right, in pseudo-worlds, um... It's hard to really feel like there was any like actual testing done, especially with cards that come from Darkest of Place. Um, and I mean that that kind of happens at Worlds every year. I think like the biggest, like one of the most recent um, things I can think of that that goes in line with this is when Ultra Prism came out. Um, I don't know if you guys were playing when Ultra Prism came out. If you've only been around for a year, probably not know. quite yet. Um, yeah, we we. Uh... Unified Minds yeah, is so, when we, we start, yeah. So when Ultra Prism came out, uh, everyone thought, oh my gosh, Magnezone, Dustman, Maiden, Necrozma. This is the deck. This is the best deck. We can hit one shot on next to everything. We've got a free uh, GX attack for knockout. We've got uh, Solgaleo Prism Star that's going to really help us uh, get energy on board fast before we get Magnezone out. We can attack for a million damage. It's perfect. 
it had like 143 people play it at the first regional. It was legal, and like three of them made top cut, or three of them made day two. It, it was insane. It was insane, like with just how how bad it, it actually was. And so, like, I think like the players' cup is not so much because Darkness of Ways was legal for the the qualifying rounds for the players' cup, right? Just for the the actual players' cup tournament. That so I think that. It's hard to sit here and say, like, oh, is Eternatus actually bad? Well, no, I don't think it's bad, and I, I think it definitely requires some refining. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that there are final lists here at all. And I think that you'll see someone take this list and it'll turn it into something completely different. I mean, if you look at Worlds in 20... Or, excuse me, NAIC 2017? 2017. Um, Tor played four Tapu Lele GX in his deck, and that was like the first time that we saw anyone play four Lele in anything. And he also was playing like a stupid number of field blowers. And I think it's really going to take like one one or two people to come out and be like, hey, this is the list, this is what's actually good. And then and then you'll get the people that are like, okay, now let me test this. And then it, decks, as formats go on, continue to get better. Whether they drop out of meta relevance because something else comes out, decks always get better, right? Until rotation and they lose stuff. But, Mm -hmm. like, when you start rotation all the way up until the end of rotation, that deck is only going to get better. It might lose to more stuff or fall out of relevance, but it's only ever going to get more things to make it good, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't think the Eternatus deck is bad. I just think it needs, like you said, refinement still. Definitely. No, I think think I'm on board with that. I don't know that Turbo Patch is the answer. Um, However... That deck, I think, definitely, like... So, on turn two, I can have four Eternatus VMAX in play, theoretically, right? But I can also only have one of those be able to attack, and have one of those, and the other three just have no energy on it. Well, if my opponent somehow can knock that one out, now I'm sitting here for a turn thinking, okay, well, I guess I'll attack with Sableye or Hoopa, or whatever else, and obviously that's not what you want to be doing. In Eternatus, the, the goal is to take six prizes very fast. And I think there's there's got to be some sort of acceleration for the deck. Otherwise, mm. it's just going sure. to fall. Well, like, and you say that too, plus for it to do any kind of damage, you have to have the full bench of eight. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like that's hard to do. By turn two, be like, here's here's my here my turn is V Max, and I have a full bench already, and now I'm going to hit you for that two seventy. Like, no, that's that's just not that's not going to happen. There's hard. just no way. And I almost feel like maybe maybe it's a point where people are trying to tech it too much, right? I think that maybe maybe you just got to go full turbo, and you got to throw just only consistency cards outside of like. Don't bother playing anything. Like, if you're going to lose a bad matchup, you're just lose the bad matchup. Don't try to tech for it, right? Um, just just go all out. Hit the turbo. But also, yeah, I've never been very good at Pokemon, so... <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Dad, you just you sound confident. You just, we just continue. Theory crafter, novice player. <laughs> but no, I, I I agree to an extent though. Like oh, it, there needs to be something done where it's just consistent and be able to. I just don't see it at unless we get some crazy cards between now and say February or 
May or something, where it's like, oh, you play this card, put out four dark Pokemon on your bench, or, or, or I don't know. But <laughs> I, I personally, I, I tested it a little bit before Pog. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, the only deck I felt like was just awful was to Scorch, like right off the bat. Um, there was some people that I talked to, they at one point thought it was the best deck. And they just come to a point, though, uh, it runs out of gas super quickly. So, like, once once the tables start turning or you're starting to lose footing, the, that deck doesn't really have anything to be like, all right, I need to finish it. Kind of like the problem of some ADP decks. Like, they have all these resources in the beginning, but if one, they didn't get um, Ultra Creation off, or they are, but they're... The, your opponent is smart enough to keep, like the, the Dendes or the Crobats, like nip out, like don't put them out on the field. And they're like in the stall motion. There, there's always got to be, and that's what I'm going to say. The one thing I really enjoyed about Pikaram in its prime is that I could have Pikaram out, but then I had so many weapons to be prepared, like Raichu Raichu or Bolton V or now Vikavolt. Where it's like, oh, I can switch this, I can stall him, or I can paralyze. Even though we're in a in a meta where switches are super heavy, like I might be able to paralyze you, but it doesn't mean you're actually gonna be paralyzed your next turn. And be like, oh, no, no, here's here's a switch. <laughs> here's here's Melolana. But um, that's what, that's what I feel. Mm. It just needs to be consistent where it stays throughout the whole game. Yeah, I think so. that a, a pretty big a pretty big difference between then and now, at least when Pikaram was at its peak, I think, is you could play a supporter on turn one. Um, oh, for sure. And so, like, that's that's a big deal, because, like, now, the first two turns, maybe maybe only one, is literally only meant to set up. Especially with VMAXs. And if you're not attacking and taking prizes by turn two, you've already lost the game. Like, so- yeah, at that, a, lot, a lot of times, your only, your only hope for that point is... Um, you also hope your opponent is not attacking by turn two. Yeah. Um, the the no supporter on turn one, while I think is a good like it was a good fundamental change, I don't think that like we've seen it like to the full value it was meant to have. I think it was a rule created for a time when sword and shield on is the format. It was not a rule created for the current state of the game. Well, you can blame welder. Welder was <laughs> the big corporate of that situation, and um, Lily too. Well, so I don't even I don't know that Lily. I think it was the reprint of Discard Draw Seven. I think is what did it. Okay. So well, um, well, thanks, have Professor we, Research. Marnie have didn't help talk- So <laughs> so we get back on track on what this segment was supposed to be, which I believe was about the Cinderscore <laughs> <laughs> <Synthesis laughs> tournament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did we even did we even actually say who won and what they won with? Oh no, not yet. I was gonna get to it. I was gonna talk about all these other things, and then and then Sorry, and then guys. get to. No, oh good. no, you're talking you're about good. this is this is good combos. I I like to, Leo. If anything, I hope anyone that listens to our podcast will learn something new every episode. Like that's mm. all we're looking for, you know. Yeah. Um, but what do you, do you want to give the winner now, or do you want to finish Cinderscorch? What do you What do you want? <sighs> I mean, I think since the Scorch really ties in with the winner, to be honest. Okay. We could go with the Teleon, okay. though. We could go with the Inteleon deck, though. I think we could do that. 
talk about that a little bit. Apparently, Dan, not. Dan says Dan says no. He's he's not feeling the Italia. Only um, only Torrid. Yes, only, only Torrid went to Italia, and I think yeah. it, I think it worked well. I think it would have been it would it would have been a good um like a counter alternative, but I don't think it was it was set for. It, it was definitely not it counter was, to the winner. It definitely was not. I I watched Tord versus, I, I believe it was Matthew, with his um, his uh, Zashin and Lucario Lucario new metal deck. I believe he had he had a situation where I think he he won one. I think he won one. Yeah, he did. Um, after after getting creamed in the first round, he was able to figure out. Uh, he was able to bounce back with Lapras, the Lapras V card, because um, he only has he's like two attack cards. He has one Lapras and three Italian V Max. And if you guys remember, Italian V Max has a sniping ability, so it does one sixty damage to the active Pokemon, and I believe thirty to the bench. Right? Sixty damage. Oh, sixty. Yeah, so it, it knocks out oh, like right. zigzagoons and basically any basic Pokemon that you're using for like the first thing to turn it is, but. Um, yeah, so 60 damage to someone on the bench. Yeah, so the whole point of Italian is just um, as much damage to the bench as possible. And then, you know, you could bring up with a boss's order to one of the big guns to get the, the, finish, the finish KO. Um, the, the Zigzagoon thing was also a nice little touch, you know. You, did he play scoop-up nets? You have oh, to, right? Does, yeah, if you're playing. Yeah, three scoop-up nets where he played three... Oh no! Just two zigzagoons where you, with his headbutt ability, put one damage counter onto um, it's any Pokemon. Right? It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't have to be the bench; it could be anything. Correct. Um, the, there was one Pokemon from Darkness of Blaze at the end in there. It's that the legendary what's his name? Su Sukun 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 He I don't think he ever used it once. And I think if he was able to have another Lapras V in his deck, I think it would help him immensely when during those tough times of um, new metals, uh, ultimate wall, and metal goggles when his defense was 60 is, was ridiculous. I'm trying to see, what does, he, what does he do for two water and one colorless? was 130, put two water energy attached to this Pokemon into your hand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it was in the deck. I wish I could talk to him and be like, "Why did you put this in your deck? Mm-hmm. You didn't use, you didn't use it." So you tell me out of all the all the meta testing, and oh here, this is where you guys are gonna get. You're gonna start getting <laughs> Poke Dad tip of the week. Here's the Poke Dad tip: when building your deck, play it ten times and keep track of what cards you play. If there's certain cards that you have not used whatsoever during those 10 games of testing, just take them out, remove them, and figure out what you could do, add to make the deck more consistent or more valuable. Trust me, works wonders. Even though you think this certain card in your deck is really good for your deck, if you're not using it, you're just wasting space. So find something that will help you. Pokedad tip of the week. <laughs> I might get behind that tip. 
I like that video. I agree. <laughs> well, I, 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 I kind of mentioned it, right? It's uh, it's important if you're if you're gonna lose your bad matchups, just lose them. Just give yourself a better chance on your good matchups by playing something you mm-hmm. really need. That's how I've always looked at the deck building, but uh, I don't know. No, Dan's amazing. Listen to that too. Have fun, also. Top you gotta have fun for the week. <laughs> How many times do we have to have Top Cut in the podcast? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of that, anything else you want to talk about it, Wood? Or? Not really until I mean, it was. I enjoyed seeing it. I liked that there was something different. It, I, mean, I like to see Frostmoth in action. It got fourth place. I think it, it worked pretty well. Um, so it was, it was good to see. Yeah, it's good to see it, that he had the shiny frost moths from Ooh, Rebel Clash. Very true. So, well, in digital form. You got gotta have that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Like the flash flex. Like, yes, I'm going flashy. Yeah. Like flashy is <laughs> not the word I want. It's uh, it's called a flex deck, brother. I, you know, I'm allowed to draw a blank on occasion. At least I can say most Pokemon names right. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Now, when I when we I have to read off Pokemon in the packs, he's gonna make up the cards blurry and stuff, so I can't read them. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when Jeez. I pronounce them wrong, guys, you know it's because he made them blurry. <laughs> I don't. It's not even making them blurry. I think you're crazy. You're so crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So we can talk about the champions now. Or the, the the first and second place. Are you good with that? Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. Good. So, the first place and runner up were from Oceana. So you know they only had three people jump in from uh, their their pod, technically their bracket, and it was Jack Miller and Matthew Boris, and they are also buddies that practiced with each other and had the identical deck list. <laughs> and they both made it to the finals. And they rocked a Zashin Lucario New Metal with Zamazenta to use um, Lucario New Metal's GX. Was a full wall, build wall? What, did, what was the name of it? Full metal wall. Full metal yeah, wall. full metal wall. Where oh, all your metal... Did you saying new yeah. metal? Is it new? It's, I, it's, oh, I just do metal. the tag. Oh, I, yeah, whatever. New, I, I always thought it was Lucario <laughs> New Metal. He's <laughs> just, just pointing it out there. Anyways, so you activate the GX. All metal Pokemon take less, uh, 30 less damage. And then you rock, um, what is it, goggles? What goggles were they called? Metal goggles. Oh, I'm failing yeah. right now. Metal which, by the way, I totally thought that rotated. I was like, I was like, wait, I thought that right. those goggles rotated, but I was I was wrong about that. So you pop that on on your Zashin, takes sixty less damage, and when you're playing Eternatus or Cinderscorch or Intalion V, you rock Zamazenta out there. He can't take any damage from those 
VMAX cards. Mm -hmm. And then if you choose to attack with Zamazenta, you get to remove special energies. While you're on the bench, powering up your hand with, uh, what's his his ability? Is it Intrepid Sword? Yeah, Intrepid Sword. Right? Yeah. So, and then you just draw. And then once you're ready to strike or get a card you need, you make a move. And what made that kind of difficult to go against ADP is ADP likes to alter creation by turn one and just gust a Dedende or a Crobat twice and win the game. But when you're only you're only popping down Lucario, Zamazanta, and Azashin, there's there's no gusting where they're going to gust and uh, one hit KO. So those decks were very very long. But Lucario is ended up on top because they had the resources to wait. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron, and they had one specific card to go against, <laughs> one of the almighty <laughs> VMAX cards. What card was that, bud? That card was a Brazong. What made it so good? We'll, we'll so, talk about This is our card of the week, by the way. The so we're, yeah. gonna talk. we're melding it together. So, <laughs> card of the week was Brazong. It has an ability called Heat Proof. Prevents all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from your opponent's fire Pokemon. It literally just shut down the entire Scent of Scorch deck. It was, it was a lot of fun. There was a game between Matthew and... I think it was Marco? Marcus? I think so, yeah. So, and they got, to a, they got to a point where it was like out by turn two or turn three. And he had more cards left in his deck than Marcus did. And he just messaged him with whelp. And because he kept trying to continue an attack. But there was nothing you could do. You could just wait. And since each one's drawing one card per turn, <laughs> the sense of Scorch was the one that was going to draw out. I think that happened in Marco. Yeah. So, and it happened both times. And I just find that fascinating. Yeah. Just... What what makes this deck like you know people are probably going on PTCGL right now and they're like we need this card we need this deck identical it's just two friends battling each other coming up with this idea of pretty much what the meta was going to be for this tournament and they nailed it they nailed it like right on the head. Yeah. What I really like about it is that it doesn't play those crowbats or the den days so there's nothing for anybody to boss's order or swap out which is what is the meta right now is you try to take out something early on and then you just get that boss's order to swap out their Dedende or something you can one shot to get those two or three prizes potentially um, and it just removes it completely so. yeah well when you have Intrepid Sword if you need to draw cards you have that ability mm-hmm. you're playing for Professor Research where you're going to discard your hand and draw seven new cards and you're playing four Marnies you're playing um, one to Shuffle your hand to get five new cards, and you're also disrupting your opponent. Uh, there's really no need for a Dedende or Crobat, really which also they weren't. Yeah, in which they weren't in there for the reason I said earlier, due to the fact that you're trying to protect your gust. Mm-hmm. Um, but another fun fact between Matthew and Jack, a uh, Jake. See, my goodness, I'm so tired. Um, it's Jack. Oh, is it? Yeah, you were right. Sorry, Jack. Oh, my goodness. Dad life. Um, it was Matthew Boris's idea for this deck, and they tested it with each other, and um, Jack Miller 
end up beating his buddy Matthew Boris, who invented the deck. And I was talking to Wood before the show. It'd be like me and him going to a tournament. We were practicing. I came up with this really good deck, and he beats me. I'd be, I'd probably be pretty salty. I'd be like, but this was my deck. I came up with it. It was a mastermind. And you're like, I just played it better. I would definitely just put my hand on your shoulder and be like, yeah, thanks. Uh, so congratulations, Jack Miller, mm-hmm. on becoming the first ever Players Cup champion. Who knows what Pokemon is going to do with this? If they're going to do this annually, one year thing? If tournaments start coming back into the states, are they going to just stop? Um, I don't know. I'd like to see them continue know. it. More Pokemon th- uh, tournaments is always better, online or yeah. offline. What do you think, Dan? Uh, I think that the Players' Cup was a good idea that was poorly executed. Um, I would like to see Pokemon continue into everything they can do to grow the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do I think it is something they will continue to do? Not if real events come back. Do I want it For to sure. be something they continue to do? Absolutely. I think two important things need to happen. Uh, one, and, and PTCGO did get an update for this, right, recently about um, new ways to earn tournament entries or whatever. There, there's a yeah. Oh, yeah. Currency, keys. Currency, right? They're yeah. going to use keys, yeah. And then uh, two, we just need a completely new platform. So I think <laughs> I think we're doing the right thing with PTCGO by trying to get there. But I do not think the game is worthy of being, like, used for full competitive like this. Um, Especially when you're going to be holding tournaments that have more than 16 players, right? Oh, for sure. That's why you're going to use a tabletop simulator. There you go. There's a lot of... (laughs) I, I love tabletop sim personally. Um, I would never play a tournament in that. Oh man, it's so so easy to cheat. So easy. Not a chance. Not a chance. You you're to hear first, people. Just use it to practice decks, yes. okay? Not to be like I'm going to run perfect. tournaments. On perfect for practicing. Do not. Don't. Oh, if you invite me to a tournament that's being played on TTS, I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, um, I I enjoyed it. Like as a viewer, I I think it was the first time I sat down. I know during live events they'll have people up and you know they they stream everything. This is the one I focused heavily on. I was lucky enough. One, my daughter wasn't with me this past weekend, so. I was able to sit on the couch mm-hmm. with some food and a baby and just watch. And then luckily for me, my fiance had a busy weekend. She was out with some friends. She had um, doctor appointments. So I, I was just like, Pokemon it up. I text Scott and Aaron. I was like, whatever you guys are doing, just keep it in the background because we're going to be talking about it. It's like the Super Bowl, but not the Super Bowl. Um, as I said in previous podcasts, I feel like the Pog tournament was a better overall tournament than the Players' Cup was. But it was still kind of interesting to see 
what these 16 participants did with the new rotation. So I had fun. I had fun watching mm-hmm. it. After a while, though, watching that Lucario deck, I was just like, someone beat it. I was rooting for Italian the whole time. I was like, come on, Italian V. Get it going. Get it going. Also, another another thing I wish people did. Why didn't anyone play Tool Scrapper? I feel like we're in a meta where there's so much special energies. There's so many item cards people are attaching to their Pokemon. And they're like, no, we're not. We're not going to play Tool Scrapper. That's like, what that sweet could have been replaced with. Tool Scrapper. Tool Scrapper. It's so good. You get to remove two items. You can remove one of your own items. Or do you remove two items of your opponent? I should have had Tool Scrapper as a card of the awesome. week. I effed up this week. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all would have loved Field Blower. <laughs> uh, or uh, Harpy's uh, Harpy's Feather Duster. Harpy's yeah. Feather Duster. Yeah. Or that. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> You get a reference of the, of the podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we open some packs, I want to discuss something that's been pretty, pretty heated since the end of the POG tournament and the end of the Players' Cup and would like your guys' opinion. But is ADP too powerful for the meta? Yes. Do you think after yeah, – yeah, thanks, buddy. Because um, it's been around for what um, – Clump coming up to a year in two months. Do you think? Um, yeah, you already said yes. Yeah, so I'm, now I'm flustered. I'm trying to figure out what I was going to say. My bad. What? No, no, you're to- no, no. I loved it. I loved it. It's, it's real. It's real, Dan. But I, I would like your guys' full take on this. Where you stand? If ADP should be banned for the remaining year, or you just got to deal with it. You got to man up and. I guess like what also what Dan said earlier, it's really hard to just plan for one deck. Like you said, you're like, don't plan for a certain deck. Just build a deck, make sure it works, and then go with it. But if that one deck is ADP and everyone's playing ADP, you just you just shot yourself in the foot before you even started in the tournament. I mean, but I think you're not necessarily planning for ADP as much as you're planning for boss's orders. That's something what you're planning for because they're going to swap out. So that, And that's kind of what Jack and Matthew did is they – Plan for a counter to boss's orders and sent to Scorch. <laughs> <laughs> well, and every VMAX. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a, a heavy counter to everything. It was, and it worked really, really well for that reason. So, personally, I don't, I think it's, we sit here and we deal with it because there are ways around that you can beat it. I mean, before this wasn't. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong because I haven't. I haven't paid enough attention to tournaments prior to. But wasn't Picaram one of the bigger ones? Also, on top of that, could beat it too. So, well, prior to it, obviously now that it's kind of different, but it was. Well, you're going at a format that was from um, Ultra Prism all the way to Darkness of Blaze. So mm-hmm. yeah, Picaram run the whole thing from there. But Picaram had everything in its arsenal. It's, it still had Thunder Mountain. Still had electro powers, and then you add Vikavolt to it, right. and then Vikavolt able to lock you. Like but, that's different. I mean, I just feel like now we have so we went from you know a Picaram that was slowing the the ADP down to or from like you know constantly winning to now we have like this Lucario Melmetal and um, I can't remember what else is in that that card for some reason. Um, Zamazenta. No, yeah, Lucario Melmetal. Yeah, and, and Zashin. Um So we have. 
counters to it, and I think that's the purpose of it. It's not as good. It's it's good, but there are ways to beat it that you can still enjoy, I think. So I think it's fine for it to stay in. I don't see any real reason for it to go, but everybody can yell at me on our podcast and Rick will tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah he'll, he'll just, I'll just tell him, he'll be like, thumbs thumbs up me. He does, he's like, yep, good job, Rick, you're dealing with all the fire. <laughs> what about you, Dan? <laughs> so I think right now, standard Pokemon has a gatekeeping problem. Um, and I think that happens because you have decks that can hit for a billion damage on turn two. And they can do that fairly easily. And then you pair it with things like Marnie, and you pair it with things like Boss's Order. I don't think ADP itself is inherently bad, but when you have a no-restriction gust effect, it's, it's tough, right? So the thing that was supposed to be, like... ADP takes a deck that is supposed to lose in the prize trade and it makes it win in the prize trade. And and that's what's gatekeeping about it, right? So I can't be like, oh, I've got a single prize deck. They've got to take six prizes. Well, sure, they've got to take six prizes, but they can do it in four really easy attacks. Or, excuse me, three. Three really easy attacks. I guess four if you count the Altered Creation GX, right? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, Sword and Shield comes out, and you stop printing the type of Pokemon that it's weak to? Yeah, yeah, now that you're okay. right, that's a tough situation. Um, and then, so, it, and like, even, even regular V Pokemon, or regular GX Pokemon, well, now those are even kind of gatekeep to an extent, too, because now you only gotta knock two of them out. And I do think that non, like... Non-restricted gust effects, I think, are maybe a bigger problem than altered creation. However, as much as I personally would like to see a ban, I think the correct move is to print counters and hard counters, right? I think something like a Pokemon Ranger effect would be really good in this format. I think ability lock would be really good in this format. Mm, Yeah. Um, And, like, I think item lock, like, better item lock than Vikavolt. Um, would be really good in this format. Item lock is good, but I mean, Eternatus has what, 330, 340 HP, right? One of those 340, I think, yeah. Yeah, 340. So that's what, you're seven shotting it with no power buffs? (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the point? Like, sure, I'm item locked for seven turns, but I bet I can attach energy at least once to knock out your Vikavolt inside of that seven turns. Well, and I'm sure you'll pull a supporter too. So. Yeah, and, and especially boss, right? Like, if I can boss around the Vikavolt into something that's not going to item lock me, the the format feels really gatekeepy. And I, like I said, I would like to see ADP bands, but I think hard counters are more important. Ability lock. I like that. Yeah. I think ability lock, good item lock, and a Pokemon Ranger style effect. Like, I would love to see all three of those things in Vivid Voltage. Or, or in Champions Battle, I, or whatever. Um, yeah, for sure. And if that doesn't happen, then yeah, I would. I personally would like to see ADP banned. Now, is it going to happen? No. ADP does not restrict you from playing Pokemon cards, and uh, 
because of that, it will not get banned. But I don't think Pokemon's going to touch the ban list no matter what until real events come back. They're just going to say, sorry, sorry guys, deal with it. So that's... Yeah, we just want to... We just want to ban people for playing mill decks, so. Well, yeah, mill, mill and lock is, I mean, like, and I get it. If, if your deck is so powerful where you can make it so your opponent can't play the game on turn one, do something about it. Like, is ADP sure. unbeatable? No. Does it make the game extremely linear? Yes. And that's the problem. I personally think, and I know it's never been done before, but like you know how they reprint cards, like say Quick Ball. Quick Ball is different in today's Pokemon than it was years ago. Yep. And then they're like, you have to use Quick Ball to this to this ruling than the Quick Ball in the past. They got the official maybe like, they, yeah, yeah. So maybe like if it was able to just change the GX ability just a tad, like instead of that's. Uh, one extra prize for the rest of the game. Maybe it was like only one. Like your next prize is one extra prize, and then that's it. You get the you get the thirty the thirty attack buff, and then just one one prize extra instead of the whole game. Now you gain extra prizes. I feel like that would be kind of cool. Or you just get rid of the extra prizes, and then the buff is now instead of thirty, it's sixty. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's a. Uh, Interesting. I like that. Idea. Interesting topic. Yeah, I, I think. I, go ahead. Aaron. I say I, I like your idea, Dan. On that is definitely like those. There's the hard counters. I think what makes it more strategic, mm-hmm. and breaks apart the the HP. So I'm with you on that. Go ahead. But I also feel like you're correct in some in some spots, Aaron, too, from earlier that I I didn't think it was a problem, but I also I think boss's order is a problem. Where I thought it was like, oh, we're getting a gust card, but it's, it's going to ruin our support per turn. So I'm like, oh, okay, so we're losing our supporter, but we're getting the gust. And, you know, it's, it's just so OP. It's, it's yeah, so, so OP because it's every situation you're in, you're like, well, I just need boss's order and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win this match or, or something. Where I kind of missed already. And this is, you know, because I'm so early. I like the whole custom catcher thing where I had to have two of them in my hand. And then play them, play them down to get the gust. Mm-hmm. So I, but, I know you guys weren't playing at this point in time, and I know that maybe some of the listeners were not playing at this point in time either. But back when Flashfire came out, way back in 2014, Lysander came out for the first time, right? Literally just boss's order. Same exact wording. Um, but at the time, there wasn't a lot of ability draw in Pokemon. There was some, but there wasn't a lot. So Lysander was like, it was good, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and then Shaman EX came out, and now suddenly I can play sh- four Shaman on one turn, draw an extra 25 cards, I haven't played a supporter, oh, Lysander, because now I have every energy and every trainer card I could possibly need to take this knockout. Lysander prior to that was not a problem, and then Roaring Skies got printed, right? Then, what happens, it's with Boss's Order, right? Like, sure, it takes your supporter for the turn, but I have Dene GX and Crobat V. I mean, I'm, I'm drawing cards without using my supporter so it doesn't matter if my supporter does a gust effect yeah no for sure and then like if you go back even farther back when pokemon catcher before that got eroded in 2012-2013 there used to be an item card that did the same thing you just gusted it it was an item everybody played four it was a $12 uncommon card it was stupid it was one of the worst <laughs> times to play Pokemon. I can't stop going back to it, though. Um, 
but it was, he's like that's my it's my favorite it is, retro. It, it's, I mean, it's it's nostalgic <laughs> for me because that's when I started playing, right? Um, oh, for sure. But no, it was it was awful. It was awful. Non restricted non restricted gust has never been a good thing. I mean, you go even all the way back to gust of wind in base set. I mean, you had to absolutely take six prizes back then, but it sucked. It sucked. It, just, it was everything was stupid back then, so it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, Pokemon like non non restricted gust is bad, just inherently bad. Like for sure, nine nine temptations, nine tails, good. You have to discard two fire energy. Custom catcher, good. Counter catcher, good. Great catcher, good. That kind of stuff where there are restrictions to playing the card. Healthy for the format. Boss's order, unhealthy. I agree. I agree with you. Has Pokemon ever done, th- like, I'm bringing back Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, like, eventually when some cards came out, um, like, say, Reigeki and Dark Hole were these powerful spell cards, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you only can use one of those. Like, has Pokemon ever done that outside of, like, the no. Prism Stars? No. there's Pokemon has never had a restricted or limited list. Um... They've printed cards like Aspects and Prisms and like uh, original Pokemon Star cards, where you can only play one of them in your deck. Um, but they've there's never been a limited list in Pokemon. Well, I shouldn't like a, say never. Like a, like a there league was, limited. Yeah, there was at one point in time there was what is called Prop fifteen three, where you could and this was this was before supporters were printed, so this was way back in the Watsi era. And it lasted for all of, like, three months. Um, <laughs> but you couldn't play any more than three copies of a card in your deck, and you couldn't have more than 15 trainers. They were like, this is huh. how we'll fix the game. <laughs> Incredibly wrong. Um, but I, I guess I shouldn't say never. At one point in time, there was a limited list, but it it was real bad. And it, it, didn't, okay. it didn't stick. Okay, that's that's good. All right, well, I, that was just my two cents. I was just thinking of, like, history, because... History I'm lesson still of the fairly... week. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Top Cut Central. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's that's pretty good. So we got banned, not banned, and I'm, I'm more than not banned on the ADP. We just got to figure out better ways of playing. And the format's only going to change between now and, say, even six months now. Wow, we get Vivid Voltage in November and then whatever the set's called in February. Mm-hmm. So before we open packs, do you have one more question? Do you think Champion's Path is going to give us those those gold cards that Japan, like the all-star packs? Like maybe those are the chase cards we get and all the other full arts that we did not get? Because I remember reading something where they're like, these are coming, like Weavile's full art that we never got in um, – Unified Minds. They're like, it's going to be in this. I think I remember reading in, like, Pokey Beach. And they're like, it's going to come for, like, a holiday set. But technically, Champion's Path is our holiday set. We're not going to have another mini set in November, right? There will be zero cards from the Sun and Moon block inside of Champion's Path. I don't know know that for sure, but I would be absolutely (laughs) shocked if they were like, oh, remember Weavile GX? Here you go. Um, That just, I... I really don't see that happening, if I'm being honest. I think it'll be, if anything, it'll be, like, I think whatever came in Tag All-Stars will be a lot of what's in Champion's Path. 
even even though that like no wait not tag all stars um yeah i was like dude that's what i was yeah no just no not about. tag all stars what's the uh shiny shiny v i think is what it's called or oh shiny the shiny um, v is a special that's their holiday set in november yeah, where that's, shiny v that would be our set for next year not this year no i'm i thought it was what we could be getting this year no that that comes out in November, and then that the shiny V Pokemon will be our holiday set for next September. One second, folks, while we're trying to make sure our information is correct. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, guys. Shiny V boxes come oh, out in November. Oh yeah, okay. So shiny V comes out in November for them. Uh, okay. I, re- I remembered this incorrectly. My mistake. It's, it's all good. I have no idea what's going to be in Champions Path. Charizard V. There we go. Yeah. Charizard V. Um, Togekiss. Uh, the cake. Alcrimi. No, there's no vial poop. I'm sorry, buddy. There's always a vial the, Not yet. <laughs> But hey, we'll find out. We'll, we'll. I'm sure probably in two weeks. You think maybe two weeks out of the three, we're eventually gonna figure it out, and then soon all those yeah. pin sets. Yeah, then then all the pin sets are gonna go wild, and they're gonna be like, oh my god, now we could get this card. Let me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We will remember you. <laughs> I do. I do want to plug one more Top Cut though, before we open packs. Um, at Top Cut Central, you're going to be able to buy booster packs for Champions Path, Correct. which is not normally done in other places. Um, how many? How many are they bundles? Are they able to buy? Like how many booster packs, and what's the price? So we have two different bundles. We have an 18 card bundle, which would regularly be half of a booster box, and we have a 36 card bundle. They retail for, or we're selling them for 90 and 180 dollars. Um, works out to five dollars a pack. So, yeah, and that's pretty good if you think about it. You're spending twenty dollars on a pin set. You only get three packs and a promo. That's, and, uh, and yeah, that's a, the a, single packs won't be available in box stores like Target and Walmart. Um, so the only way to get the packs without buying a pin collection or an ETB would be through a place like Top Cut Central, specifically Top Cut Central. Only. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have three packs. Dan, which one would you like? Uh, pick. Uh, give me the last one. Okay, Aaron, which one? I'll take a sense of scorch one. I'll take the back one. This one. Or the other one. This one. That one. That one. Yeah. Okay, and I'll do. I'll do him too, and then yeah. we'll do Dan last year. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, cue cue my already made um, this you know pack do, opening do, do, is brought do, do, to do. you. Yeah. I already did it. It's all good. Did you though? <laughs> oh no, I did it for last week. Yeah, yeah. we're good. All right. Uh, we have Cat Cat, Victor Cat, Jack Two Queen, Harry Nine, Mike, Linda, Thomas, Harry. 
Uh, has a dark energy. He made him blurry. Uh, Star Sorry. Energy. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. uh, I get, I'm trying to get... As well as... Pupitar. Larvitar. Grimer. I can't even see his name. Darumaka. <laughs> Sorry. You should mess with me, I'm telling you. Centret. <laughs> Uh, Rowlet. Pokemon Breeders Nurturing is shiny. Oh. And. Ooh, oh, there you go. Kabu. Full oh, get, there you go. <laughs> like, we got a Kabu. We got you, a... Really, you say. I'm like, I get to say the name. You're like, yeah, it's a full art. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't excited enough about this one. Well, in all fairness, what, Kabu is probably the least cool looking full art. But... Let's get a soccer player. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay <laughs> it's an okay ability let's shuffle your hand into your deck to draw four cards if your active Pokemon is your only Pokemon draw eight cards instead I think okay I is generous yeah <laughs> uh, you see not even Finn, Finn doesn't even think it's that good so. <laughs> what does he know he's a baby <laughs> alright Dan I'm glad you to go next but, but he you feel like last. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, no, it's I'm too late. late. It's too late. <laughs> I've, I got it all situated. <laughs> all right. We have Charlie, Nuts, Victor, Zebra, Heather, uh, Christopher, sorry, Seven, Victor, Nine, Boyk, Nate, Penis, Michael. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got Steel. There's a non-version hollow of Pokemon Breeder. There's a really cool... What's that? What's that name? Fletch... Fletchend? Flet? Fletchender. Fletchend... Whatever, Fletch, dude. Fletchender. Yeah. And we got Hiding Energy. Oh, you gotta love Toxel. Oh, Sinistee. Uh, Carablast? Look at that. Look at that yep. little bug. All right. Here's Meltan, who involves into Mel Metal? Mm. New Metal? What Mel. is it? You're right. You're right Mel. Time. The M. I was right the Mom first time. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a hollow Jigglypuff. This card is currently selling for $50. So Wait. make sure you get that. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Only through Pokemon. <laughs> 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 oh, we got Sizer uh, V card. Uh, Scizor. I always say Sizer for some weird reason. That's weird. Scizor. Scizor V. Probably one of my favorite Gen 2 Pokemon. But again, it's a lot of people's favorite Gen 2 Pokemon. So, um, as a reminder, uh, every week you get a chance to win our code cards. You also get a chance to win the cards we pulled in this episode. So for your chance for Kabu Full Art and Sizer V, you make sure you answer the question of the week, which we will figure out when we're done opening the packs. And make sure you just DM us on Instagram, Facebook, email us at pokedadstcg at gmail.com and or Twitter. We barely use Twitter. I'm old. I'm trying to understand it. Give me so, time. Two things, Rick. What was my favorite Gen 2 Pokemon? And also Dan has to open his pack. 
Do well, I have? I don't. I don't know what it, you're. It's super easy. It's Blossom. Who's Who's Blossom? Dang, I feel like I could have guessed that one. <laughs> <laughs> the other evolution of Gloom. <laughs> All right, so for for my pack, we got Mike, Kilo, Zulu, Mike, Six, Seven, Hotel, Q. I forgot the phonetic letter for Q. <laughs> Uh, whiskey, two, two, Charlie Victor. <laughs> queen. It's Queen. <laughs> oh my god, what is it though? I don't know. Quebec. I figured it out. Psychic uh-huh. energy. <laughs> Piers. Powerful colorless energy. Mm. Toxapex. Paris. Sorry. Uh, Larvitar. It's um, it says feeding time, so he's just like Go all let's. up in, in this. Feebas. Get all the easy ones. Perloin. <laughs> uh, Reverse Hollow is semi poor. Ooh, and we got Aww. quite possibly the worst rare in set with Excel Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Two colorless jet headbutt for seventy. Yeah, that's that's um, that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Um, question of the week, Aaron. Do you have one? I don't have one. What? What do you got for the listeners? My favorite second gen Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's uh, for your shot for <laughs> Scizor V and our full art Kabu. And you could also get the, the worst rare in the set, too, if you want that. Yes. So. No, they are gay. They don't have a choice. If you want those other two, you have to take them. <laughs> We're making it. We're making it super easy. Um, I know, buddy. I'm almost done. We're, we're wrapping things up right now, okay? Okay? And then I'll get you a bottle. Okay? <laughs> Jeez. Pokedale. I know, but <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Can I? I just need to wrap it up, okay? You let me wrap it up, and then I'll get you a baba. All right. I never called it a baba until now on this podcast. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, totally remember since uh, the psychic energy popped up, but a couple weeks ago when we were trying to figure out. Um, because all the special energies came out outside of metal and uh, water, water, right? Those are the two that we don't know. And they just released the metal energy, and it's to eliminate <laughs> your weakness for your metal Pokemon. And I predicted that, and I feel 100% awesome right now. <laughs> but with, uh, with the meta that still has weakness energy from Unified Minds, uh, just play that. For now, it's just, you know, it's not specific to one thing. You don't need to be like, oh, I need this metal energy. And to get rid of my weakness, just play weakness guard. Or Brazo. <laughs> <Don't> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dan, I deeply appreciate this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get off topic a lot, but I, I thought that was a that was also fun. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot you got a, a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we didn't do it. 
Let's do it. So, All right. Special so, edition of pack opening. So, so I didn't have any sponsored by Pokédex. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have any Pokemon packs to open at home, uh, and I was like, "Oh, I want to be involved." So I have a pack of Toon Chaos. I'm gonna open uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh. I am pretty sure that unless I pull a collector rare, it's like I should have just left it in its pack. Uh, <laughs> Everything's shiny from what you told me before, which I'm really excited for. All right, so we got uh, Psy Frame Driver. Ooh. Ooh, Witch of the Black Forest. The That's Black good Forest. to go. I know that one. Uh, Black Luster Soldier, Envoy of the Evening Twilight. Uh, Pot of Extravagance. This card is actually good. Cool. Okay, wait, can you can you bring it to the camera oh, so we can see it? Yep. My bad. Awesome. Ooh, oh, yeah, really yeah, cool. for sure. So it's Potter Greed and something else. That's cool. Yep. And then number 68, Sanaphoned the Sky Prison. Oh. Sangan and Chaos Zone. Oh, look at the... You could, like, try to get... Um, Exodia. Exodia. Yeah. Exodia back again. <laughs> All right, I got to so, uh, look up this card real quick, like, because I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> Did I did I win? Did I just pull a thirty dollar card? I think I saw it online recently. I want to say it was eighteen. I think it was eighteen. Uh, let's see, Tune Chaos. Yeah, it's like nine, nineteen bucks. Boom! I'm impressed. Congrats, man. It's not the collector rare, which is unfortunate. <laughs> it's just the regular ultra rare. But yeah, you heard you saw it here first, folks, and heard it. Maybe nice. saw it in your mind and imagination. I picked a good one. If I was not on this podcast, I would have left that pack sealed forever. It's because I gave you, you know, it was the luck <laughs> from me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Pokedad Aaron tends to have really good luck, I but do. he never opens any packs. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I don't. <laughs> um, again, Dan, this was a lot of fun. We uh, can't wait to have you on more often mm-hmm. when you can. Yeah. Uh, it was good. And um, any any plugs that you need to shout out, please feel free to do that. All right, right now. holy moly, I have got a ton of plugs. So uh, first of all, Rick and Aaron, I want to thank you uh, for graciously asking me to be on your podcast. I had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of y'all may know this, but I used to uh, have my own podcast, so being being on the mic again felt really good. Um, so thank you guys for giving me that opportunity. Uh, secondly, my name is Dan Garman. I am the online sales and community manager for Top Cut Central. I'm also a producer for Top Cut Network. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Top Cut Dan, both on the same platforms. Head on over to TopCutCentral.com, the best place for all your TCG needs. And head on over to TopCutCentral.com slash bulk, the number four boxes. Uh, that'll be the best place to trade your Pokemon bulk. Get pre-orders for Vivid Voltage. Maybe get some Darkness Ablaze when we get that back in stock. Uh, we have very competitive bulk prices, and that's those are my plugs. Oh, those are one, some really good one plugs. more. Go oh. to TopCutEvents.com as we are currently celebrating Slab Timber. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Where we have 10% off the whole website, and that is where we have all of our graded cards listed. So, there. That's all my plugs. You sure? Nice. 
<laughs> I think he. I think he's pretty sure. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. That deeply helps us every time someone searches Pokemon, and we are up there on the list on Spotify. Yeah. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us that five star, five star. Again, reviews help, and it's nice that when people are looking for Pokedads or Pokemon related, or if they just put TCG. You find us, and then you can tell your friend, I knew them before they got cool. <laughs> um, um, outside of that, if you follow us on Instagram, please do. We're three away for 4,000 followers. That's pretty exciting. We've been on Instagram for coming up 10 months, and thank you for all the love and support. And if you haven't keep that, we're doing our first box break on Instagram Thanks to our good friends at Top Cut Central with a chance to win a tin. It's $3 to participate, gets you three packs. We're having 12 participants, and the winner with the best pull will get a new Pikachu V tin. So make sure you do that, follow it up, and I believe I'll have it live by the time you hear this. I did one earlier, but it was just a picture, and people didn't really understand it because no one reads anything on Instagram. Who reads? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's my fault. Um, but as always, I'm Polka Dad Rick. I'm Polka Dad Aaron, and I am Dan Garman. <laughs> Hope you guys have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon. That time before you have to take a nap because your little one finally fell asleep, but then you realize you want to play some Pokemon, and your friend is texting you to be like, "Hey, man, jump on!" And you're like, "I don't know if I got the time." And the next thing you know, you decide you want to play, and then your son wakes up, and then you have to text him back. I can't play. I'm sorry. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Deuces. Sponsored by... See? It's so hard for me. I'm going to have to edit that. But I'm going to... Sponsored by... (laughs) So... Sponsored by uh, Go. <laughs> I'll get this, Dan. I'm just going to have her pre recorded, and it's just going to go be like, and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like a robot. <laughs> no.